Welcome to Sports Performance Radio, the science of athletic excellence. Welcome everyone to Sports Performance Radio. I am your host, B. Chavez. And as always, I would like to thank each and every one of you for coming along yet one more month, yet one more uh, try into the foray of Sports Performance Radio. Um, this is a pretty exciting show uh, for a number of reasons. got a really great guest on tap for you. But more importantly, uh, it's exciting to me because I'm finally getting my act together and I can live up to some of the things that I originally set out to do. And one of those things that has been driving me crazy because I am just a datafile and not being able to do this has caused me great personal angst. And that is inform you in this show about the upcoming shows. And I'm finally in a condition where I could do that. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, so with uh, no further ado, let's just leap into it. This show is the, uh, the final show before the 2016 Arnold Classic. So uh, just a little little bit of Arnold Classic news is appropriate, I think. I have a number of uh, friends and uh, associates and uh, even some clients that will be competing in the Strongman, uh, the Amateur, the Arnold Amateur Strongman. So I really don't want to cover that so much because there's more than a little bit of bias involved there. Um, of course, I think the people I'm working with and helping and friends with and what have you will do well, and uh, in fact, they will. And uh, I uh, expect a very, very strong showing from last year's champion, a good friend of ours, Patrick Castelli. But uh, beyond that, I don't really want to say too much because, again, it, it is a show of bias. Um, there's a lot of great competitors, and it, it will, in fact, be a very competitive event. So if you're out in Columbus and you have the opportunity to see any of the Amateur Strongman events, uh, it's it's an absolutely uh, no-lose situation. You will be well-entertained and you will see some extraordinary strength athletes. So, um, but um, the uh, the Arnold Strongman Classic, the Pro Strongman, the Arnold Strongman, as it tends to be called, is uh, is a really big deal this year. Uh, before me, I have the quick uh, event list. It's pretty straightforward. Two day event, first day the circus dumbbell and the what they call timber carry, which is um, it, it's really the farmer's walk. It's a uh, kind of a fixed farmer situation. Uh, both very, very heavy. Day two will be deadlift. Again, bale tote, as they call it. That's a farm. That's a, a yoke carry. And then the Austral- Austrian oak. I almost almost hacked that up. The Austrian oak. Um, and I have a competitor's list, which uh, at this point, this is only days before the Arnold, so you, you guys probably all know this, but it's Big Z, uh, Shivlikov, Shaw Hall, uh, Hapthor, Vitalis Slalis, Dimitar Sabatinov, uh, Kyliskowski, Pritchett, and Lyshenko. All of those are pretty obvious, pretty, uh, well understood, well, well known names. I'll throw my head and see if I'm as smart as I think I am. I believe you're going to see Zavikis, of course, Shaw, of course, and, uh, as my dark horse in the top three, I really think you're going to see Eddie Hall. 
Um, I know that uh, Lalas has been posting some really big numbers, really looking impressive and uh, really, you know, raising everyone's eyebrow, but I really think these events are uh, very uh, Eddie Hall f- favored. I think that you're going to see him, uh, you know, the guy's a monster deadlifter and monster overhead presser. That's essentially what this event is. I don't see Hall doing poorly, barring injury. And of course, you know, of course, there's also travel issues. Some people don't travel well. I'm not really sure how Hall does with that sort of thing, but uh, I would not be shocked to see Hall in the top three. I Probably wouldn't be knocked over to see him win this event. Um, Zvikas, absolutely, undeniably, you know, one of the top guys. But he's also undeniably aging and fighting injuries and a number of other things. And, um, you know, what, do you, what, can, what can you say about Brian Shaw? I mean, Brian Shaw's, you know, he's the world's strongest man. He's a lot of things. But um, these aren't exactly his perfect events. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out. I really think that that's probably the big event of the Arnold. Um, there is some interesting stuff going on with the uh, the, the weightlifting. Um, unfortunately, the powerlift is kind of dull this year. I'm not really uh, impressed with anything going on out there, so I'm really not going to talk much about that. Um, the weightlifting is interesting because they've got a number of athletes that have been jammed up over, quote, doping failures that are somehow getting a pass and still lifting at the Arnold. Uh, perhaps that deems its own show at a later date. Don't know if it's a legitimate rules issue. I haven't looked into it enough to know if it's a legitimate rules issue where it's just the way it's going to play out because the rules say so and it'll be sorted out at a later date, or if it's something shady, which is always a possibility. So that, that'll that be interesting to, to see and talk about later, uh, probably in a post-Arnold kind of wrap-up show. But um, really, for the moment, you know, especially with my line of work, my uh, acquaintances and associates the strongman is the interesting part, and like I said, the amateur, I don't want to talk about too much because I do kind of have, quote, horses in the race, and um, the, the, the pro strongman's always fun to talk about, and that's going to be my top pick. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say um, Z, Shaw, and Hall as the top three in some order, and I'm, I'm, I'm going, let's see, if I had to really put my finger on it, I would say Shaw. Hall and Zavikas. That's right. I'm actually going to put Zavikas in third. Um, I just, I just think he's wearing. I expect him fully to win the uh, the overhead press, be competitive in the deadlift. But uh, I, 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 that's 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 what I'm going with. We'll see. We'll see if I'm as smart as I think I am. Beyond that, not a whole lot to talk about. Really, this year's 2016 Arnold Classics kind of dull. Um, bodybuilding's not worth talking about. So. Really, we'll uh, we'll cover most of that in a wrap-up show. I'm sure there will be unexpected and exciting things to talk about post-facto. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, something that I am excited to be able to do is tell you about the upcoming shows. On the 15th, this show will, of course, post on the 1st, being a sports performance radio show. On the 15th, we'll have a sports performance radio extra. And on that extra, we're going to talk a little bit about this Goofy schmoz with Ed Cohn and his Scandinavian tour and the dipshits at WADA poo-pooing him and uh, warning the uh, IPF members not to attend. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's old news at this point, but it, it's news nonetheless, and I have maybe a slightly different perspective than a lot of people on it. 
And uh, not not made not on it. I think it's crap, like everyone else does. But uh, I, I have slightly different view on why it's happening and and the mechanisms behind it. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. So that'll be an interesting. I think will be an interesting little piece for an extra. And the really exciting part is one month from now, next month, Sports Performance Radio is really going to be amazing. A guest that uh, I really feel is beyond this show, is bigger than this show, a guest that I really never expected to be able to talk to, certainly not be able to interview, and certainly not be able to bring you via my platform. Next month's guest will be the incomparable, original Will Brink of the Brink Zone. Uh, Will is, really is, one of the good guys, one of the last remaining good guys. Really, Will's my go-to guy. I follow Will, I follow his news, I follow his, uh, his, his science-based stuff. I mean, for all of you that follow me and all of you that listen to me, let me tell you, this is, this is where I came from. This is one of the guys that really steered the way I think, the way I deliver material, the way I feel about things. Um, I'm just crazy excited to be able to bring you Will Brink. So next month, if you, if you never, you know, if you never go out of your way to catch a show, catch this one. The one coming up is really going to be amazing. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm like a little kid. I can't wait to talk to Will. I can't wait to, to edit that up and bring that to you. That is going to be a fabulous, fabulous show. Um, and now onto this show, onto Sports Performance Radio episode six. We have another, another strongman national champion. This time in the ladies division, the United States strongman lightweight national champion. Ashley Lawrence is going to talk to us about, um, it's a little less of a, of a technically dense show than my typical, but it's still absolutely a sports performance radio show. Ash, Ashley is here to talk to us about kind of historically, and then also from a bird's eye as it's happening perspective on the growth and direction of women's strongman. It's a really good show. There's a lot of take-home information in here, folks. Uh, whether you're male, whether you're female, whether you're competitive or whether you're not, there's a lot of take-home information for strength athletes, specifically women's strength athletes, and, and, and from a lot of different perspectives. There's information here that can help uh, competitors, of course. There's uh, information here that can help soon-to-be competitors, of course. There's also information here that promoters should take note of, and maybe even information that uh, potential sponsors should take note of. Uh, Ashley is really uh, the cutting edge, kind of the first generation of the really successful and soon-to-be pro female strength athlete, and I really think that there's a lot here. Um, and, and by no means does she have it all figured out. Um, she's very clear on the fact that, you know, this is a dynamic, fluid, growing, you know, kind of alive organism, uh, as, as all things are, but specifically when you're dealing with women. Women are, they're just special, interesting, exciting creatures that operate differently. And, uh, and Ashley kind of understands that and is very good at articulating that the, the the quirk, the nuance, the quote femaleness of female strength athletes. 
And uh, it's just a really interesting conversation. It's a really exciting talk. It's something you might have to listen to two or three times, re-listen to parts, and kind of kind of figure out in, in a in a perspective what it is exactly she's saying and what exactly is the meaning because it's it's not always immediate, especially because like me, most of my listeners are probably male and we think a, a, a way, a certain way. We have a, a maleness and it doesn't immediately transition into the quote female way. And therein lies some of the really interesting magic of this conversation. Uh, I really, really think that this is something people are going to want to listen to, listen to again, maybe think about, come back and listen to again. Uh, this is a really, really good show. And I'm really excited to bring it to you for a number of reasons. I'm a huge strongman fan. I'm a huge proponent of strength sports. I'm really a huge proponent of women's strength sports. And I'm also the father of two young girls, two daughters. And uh, I'm very excited to help bring into the media women that can, you know, help and, and set example. And I hate to even use the word, but mentor and role model for my daughters and everyone's daughters. It's important that these options are out there. Um, not everybody's daughter is going to be a strong man, but not everybody's daughter is going to be a princess or, you know, a, a, a runway model. So there's, it really is important that these options are out there and that they're accessible and they're understood. And uh, I'm, I'm a little excited to be part of that. And uh, I'm really excited to bring this interview to you. And um, before I introduce Ashley and bring her on here, I also want to point out that as a good guest, Ashley's the first person that's really supplied me with enough multimedia material to actually put together a proper YouTube show. So as many of you know, maybe a few of you don't, um, all of these podcasts, uh, all of these as in the sports performance radios, not the extras, are also mirrored on the Evil GSP YouTube page. And while the audio runs, there's a slideshow of images uh, oftentimes, it's just kind of filler because guests don't give me necessarily enough material. But uh, I feel it's important to do, one, because kind of my vision was originally a multimedia avenue, and also because some people uh, just have access to YouTube, maybe at work or in various places, and they don't to a podcast, or it's just another option, it's another avenue to get this material on the air and out in front of people. So... I just really want to point out that this is the first time someone's really given me enough material to produce a, a proper show and approach my uh, original vision for what this should be. So not only is this a really good show, but I really want to thank Ashley for, uh, you know, coming through with extra, extra you know material and extra, extra work and effort to uh, to make this even closer to what it should be. So even if you're listening to this now on the, uh, the uh, Podbean, you know, you, iTunes, what have you, Avenue, I strongly recommend at some point you jump over to the YouTube and take a peek. Um, if for no other reason to just put a face to the words you're hearing, maybe see a video and see, you know, just kind of see Ashley in action. Um, really, really excellent athlete. You can see her, you know, doing some strongman events and that sort of thing. Uh, really attractive, cute girl. It's never a bad idea to just stop in and take a look. So with all of that behind us, I would like to break here. When next you hear from me, we will be speaking live about women's strength sports with United States Strongman Lightweight National Champion in the women's division, Ashley Lawrence. This is Sports Performance Radio. All right, listeners, as promised, we are on the phone live with 
Ashley Lawrence. And if you don't know who this woman is, you need to stop what you're doing right now and do a quick Google search because this is one of the real deals. This is one of the good ones. We're talking about a national champion in women's strongman. Or is it women's strong woman? I don't know. We'll talk to her in a moment and find out. Ashley, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Wonderful. You are going to talk to us, talk to me, talk to our listeners about women's strength sports, the growth of women's strength sports and the opportunities therein, and to some degree, maybe how you've exploited them and how you think others should and maybe should not. Is that what I think you're going to say? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Well, I'm pretty excited to hear your thoughts. I am notoriously a champion of women and especially women's strength sports, and I really think that women have only scratched the surface of their potential. So I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. So I will stop talking and turn the floor over to you. Ashley, tell us what we need to know. All right. So women and strong men have – we've gotten a lot more opportunities now. Um, it wasn't long ago where there were a lot of shows that didn't offer women's classes. If you ask, they might add a class in. But you were usually grouped with all the women. There were no weight classes. Um, it was just open women. Um, then we got the weight classes split. So you would have a lightweight, um, which would be under usually 150, and then heavyweight would be over 150. Um, but now we have just as many classes as the men do, but we're still not as big of a group as the men. We're still, a lot of times you'll see maybe eight women, you'll see 50 men at a competition. Um, there's so even many more a, opportunities now. Even uh, at a five-to-one precipitate participation rate, it's still mm -hmm. radically higher than it was just 10 years ago. It yes. is. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and now we're having a lot of all-women's shows pop up, which is awesome. I did one oh, in October, and there were about 25 women. Since then, these women's shows are growing like crazy. The Southern Bell, I think, has 63 competitors now, wow. um, and that'll be... Uh, February 27th, um, and there's a couple more that are coming up that I would think would have a lot more women. So that's, it's an awesome opportunity that the women are having their own shows. And there's, now, let me uh, ask you a question, and, and I'm really, uh -huh. this is just a question because I'm curious. Um, I am very guilty of being a reasonably big voice in the world, but uh, a very small presence. I don't attend an awful lot of shows. And so I'm, I'm asking this out of pure curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. we've, we've got these women's shows. We've kind of got this women's circuit, and they're getting a relatively large participation. Any strong man, woman event that has 50 competitors is, is a success in, in, a, in a commercial sense. But my question is, we're getting the competitor turnout. Are we getting any spectator turnout to these events? I would say not quite as much as the combined shows um, or the shows that are at a bigger venue. Those obviously have more spectators. Um, it seems like there is more of an interest now than there was. More people know about Strongman. More people see it with social media especially. There's a ton of more exposure. Um, so people are getting interested in it, and more people are coming out. Not as many as we would all hope, but, but it's growing too. Well, it's, it's something that you know Mike Johnson and I mentioned over and over and over on the previous radio show is any strength sport is a real niche. You know, regardless of how important and self-important we all feel about who we are and what we're doing, the reality is strength sports are an incredible niche. So you're almost talking about a niche within a niche 
which makes right. him kind of a specialized beastie. But as you said, the, the numbers are picking up, and the um, perception is probably loosening up, which I think is really the ultimate coin. You know, is not being looked on as strange makes it much easier to do your thing. I would, I would think. Right, right. And and when I started, um, and I would tell people I did, uh, from around my area that I did strongman, they're like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "What? You see those big guys on TV?" with the big stones, they're like, yeah. And I'd say, well, that's what I do. And a lot of people didn't believe me at first. But um, it, it, the more I talk to people, the more people I find that have seen it, um, which is which is awesome. There is going to be a lot of the women's shows are on around the East Coast. I was uh, just going to say that there does seem to be a, a locus or a focus for that, as I kind of kind of coined it, I don't know if it's the right wording, but I said that kind of that women's circuit does seem to be focused on the northeast, I guess mid Atlantic to to northeast coast of the of the U.S. Um, are these shows also happening other places? And and is the is the movement is it a movement and is it growing or is it just that locus? I know a lot of times oh. an individual drives these kinds of things. Um, there are two. All women shows in California. Um, they're a couple weeks apart. Kale Beck is doing one, and Mike Johnson is doing one. Interesting. Um, two, two, two opposite sides of a similar coin there. That's kind of interesting. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm guessing those are two uh, differing federations as well. I know. Um, Mike's is United States Strongman. Um, I'm not sure. I think Kale's would be NAS. Yeah, I'm so not sure on that. Interesting, you know, kind of rival mindsets and rival, you know, organizations. Um, right. Probably far more similar than they are willing to confess to one another, but that's the topic of an entirely different show. That is. <laughs> um, Mike is a qualifier for the women, the United States Strongman Women's um, Pro Show. So that is very exciting. That's going to be happening in October. There will be cash prizes for the women. Um, Which is an entirely new, uh, fortuitous and very new to the to the world of strongman. Cash prizes in any variety, much less to women competitors. That's that's a very new uh, addition. Right. That's right. pretty exciting. And that show actually happens to be on the same day as um, na um, national. So I think there's going to be a lot of women that are going to have to pick which one they want to go to NAS nationals to qualify for the Arnold or the women's pro show and try to win some money. So that's going to be very interesting. Well, my suspicion is that that was not, um, a whimsical decision. That was probably a strategic blow and uh, it'll be very interesting to see and, and I mean mm-hmm. this genuinely. I don't really have a vested interest, but it will be interesting to see if people take the quote prestige of and perhaps mm-hmm. exposure of a, of an Arnold type scenario, or if they take the pro route to money. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I have my suspicions how that will go. Uh, and I don't mind voicing them, uh, but this is mm-hmm. supposed to be your show. But I'll I'll interject here because I ha- you know mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a swagger on the subject, and Definitely. I personally think that people will take the prestige over the money. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that most people in strongman, despite their can kind of statement to the otherwise, realize that it's not much more than a hobby, and I think most of them would rather get notoriety over a minor 
reparations for the vast expense that they've really spent. Uh, that that's my opinion. I could well be wrong, and I'd I'd be rather gratified to be wrong on this point, but I, I suspect not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you mm-hmm. think on it, but I'd be happy to and, and kind of interested to hear what you have to say. I'm kind of curious to what's going to happen. I mean, the Arnold is a big deal. It's a big show. Um, there's a lot of people there, and there's a lot of exposure there. But I think the I think the women's pro show is going to be quite interesting. Uh, I don't doubt for a minute that on the long term, the women's pro concept will be very successful and very mm-hmm. and very competitive. Uh, uh-huh. But I think kind of maybe this first go round, you know, I think uh, you know having your picture taken in front of a hundred thousand people versus uh-huh. a check for a thousand dollars, I think most people would kind of tip that to the exposure side more than the dollar side. But I, I could yeah. be wrong. I could be mistaken. Um, I, I tend to I tend to, to take the cynical route. I tend to believe people are a bit more shallow and superficial than <laughs> they confess themselves to be. Uh-huh. Uh, very few people are just as blatantly honest and, and almost hurtful as I am, and uh, <laughs> I tend to use that as the measuring stick. Uh-huh. So per- per- perhaps I'm being unduly harsh, uh, but that, that, that's what I think. Oh, I think I think you have a good point there. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I I know that you have some pet issues with kind of the the, the petty bickering and the the infighting and just general feminine cattiness of your competitors uh-huh. so perhaps that perhaps that's a fair segue to just uh, uh, let you loose and uh say some of the things you think need to be said and make some of the points you think need to be made right. or perhaps not i i could i don't need to take you on unduly <laughs> i i'm not I'm not badgering no um i just think you know we've been given so many more opportunities now we just need to quit bitching about little stuff for example um an axle that's five pounds heavier than the promoter said it was going to be. Well, everybody's doing that same weight. It doesn't matter if it's five pounds heavier or not. Um, just bring your A game and train hard. Come out and compete. Don't bitch about the little stuff, the stuff that you can't change. Just lift heavy and take it out to the field and show everybody what you brought. <laughs> there was there was a, um, oh, what should I say? Trying to find the words. An uproar about a poster for a show recently and yeah that was quite an internet schmaz a women's <laughs> o- one of the aforementioned women's only shows uh the mm-hmm. the I- iconography of the advertisement was uh somehow distasteful or it perceived to be distasteful personally i thought it was mm-hmm. rather appealing but um then again i did too i like then it again lot. let me be again i'm that guy that's completely forward and honest um, you know, I p- particularly care for, you know, large, muscular, you know, uh, you know, overt women. So it was very appealing to me. I thought it was great. I, I think we need more of that sort of thing. But um, I, I was a little confused how someone could take that in ill light, especially in light of it being for a strength event. It's not like they were right. selling high-heeled shoes or you know, eye makeup. It was, a, it was a, a, a you know, iconography intended for a strength event for it to be quote strong seemed rather appropriate to me. But what do That's I know? I'm what not, I thought uh, too. I, I'm not a pro- professional uh, ad designer, so I, I guess I I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this one. <laughs> well, and I I don't have the definition in front of me, but I know I defined it a few times in that little uproar. But um, the picture was exactly what the femme fatale is, which is the name of the contest, and. 
she was holding a smoking gun, but everyone wondered, why, why is she holding a gun and not lifting a weight? And I was like, well, it might be part of the character that's being depicted for the whole show. And she's strong, and she's not going to take any shit from anybody. And I don't see what the big deal is. It's a picture. Well, it's, again, the, the concept kind of was an empowered woman, a powerful right. woman, a potentially dangerous woman, which is mm-hmm. all of the people that will eventually show up and compete in that event. It, again, it seemed exceedingly appropriate to me, but again, I'm skewed. I'm probably not the norm. You know, my, my wife of almost 20 years now is literally a giant of a person. Um, you know, my my wife is mm-hmm. six foot 240, you know, with a 400 pound squat and deadlift. So I, I'm, I'm probably skewed. I get it. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> probably skewed. But my point with the the whole femme fatale thing was, you know, why are we going to boycott an all women show that is one of the qualifiers for this women's pro show if you choose to do that because of a picture on a poster. We're just not going to, you know, take one of the opportunities that are given to us. Like we, we've asked for things for so long and we're finally getting them and we're going to cry over something like that. I, again, I am far from a sociologist. I have no degrees or specialities in that area, but I can find parallels to that very behavior in almost all of American society. You know, all through the 50s and 60s, you know, women complained that they didn't have this and they didn't have that and they didn't have job equality and income mm-hmm. equality and all these things. And they, and they certainly did. I'm not downplaying it in the slightest. They were absolutely correct in feeling that way and they were absolutely correct in their assertions. But then when these things started to happen and they started to get them, then they rebelled. Well, we shouldn't have to wear padded shoulders and we shouldn't have these things and we shouldn't have, you know, have to wear man suits. And I'm like, I'm like, really? You're compl- you're, you're you're now into the club, and uh-huh. all you need to do is participate and make your own way. And now and now even that is generating a complaint. I I, I always feel like um, for some reason women as a group tend to find a way to derail their own success. I and, and I and I hope I'm not being you know critical, overly critical, or negative to women. I don't mean to offend, but it's just my analysis of what I what I see happening. Because mm-hmm. literally, women have all the potential. They're holding all the cards. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, not, not not to be lewd, but women have everything that men want. I don't see what's inhibiting them from ruling the world. <laughs> I mean, you know, there, there's really the only group that can't be fully pacified by women is is basically gay men because men want what women have, gay women want what women have. There's only there's a really a minority. There's you know if if, if this is if this were a true democracy, women should be winning hand over fist. I'm I'm a little puzzled at their at their deficiency. I um but anyway that might be off point, but I, I do feel that way and I consistently wonder what the what the the disconnect is in the bigger picture. Right, we're just. Never happy, I guess. <laughs> well, coming back to point to actual women's strongman and some of the progresses mm-hmm. that you have made, and, and, and there's been many, what in your mind is the driving force behind it? Is it just something that's happening, I hate to use the word, but organically, is it just happening? Is it the coattails of, God forbid I say, the evil CrossFit? Is it just <laughs> something that 
is just happening? What what's the driving force, and what would be the proper what would be the proper way to feed it and 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 support it? I do in your think mind? I think CrossFit is helping. It's bringing more women into strength training in general. There's more now than I would say even five years ago. CrossFit's just blossoming. Everybody's doing it, um, but women are kind of starting to figure out that if they pick up a weight, they're not going to turn into a man overnight, <laughs> which that drives me insane. That's another another whole thing. Um, but it, they're starting to see that lifting and being strong is fun. It's good. It makes you look better. It makes you feel better. Um, and then I, I think with the lighter weight classes for strongman, um, that's getting them into doing something a, a little bit different. They get to use different implements, which those are fun to learn. They're interesting, and they're just starting to have fun with it instead of worrying about getting big and bulky and looking like a man and not understanding that that won't happen on accident. I, I've never understood that line of reasoning. I've worked in commercial gyms literally since the early 80s, and I've never understood the, the women's fear of becoming you know, masculine from lifting weights. You know, be- becoming masculine is essentially a hormonal and behavioral issue, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it really has nothing to do with your activity per se. Um, you know, you can be masculine and willowy as a stick, and you can be, you know, feminine and big as a house. They're, they're not really tied right. to the same root in in my mind. But and the one that truly puzzles me, and I've encountered this a million times in the commercial gym world, is women saying something, well, I, I don't want to do that, I don't want to get too big, as if it could happen accidentally. Right, you know, right. And dedicate their entire lives to getting too big, and they never achieve mm-hmm. it. It's never right. it's never actually happened. Um, right, correct. Um, I've had many people tell me to not get too big, and I was like, well, what if I want to get too big, and it's not going to happen tomorrow? It's going to take a long time. Well, that's another issue that our society at large has is, is no one's really in anything for the long haul. People don't realize the the concept that it, it's literally a career. You know, right. To be a world class athlete, you're you're embarking on a career. It's not something you you know, patent batten down and patent in six months and then move on to the new thing. It's not like beating a video game. It's uh it's it's quite a right. quite an adventure. Yeah. It is. Well in your specific case, and, and I try hard mm-hmm. not to make these in- interviews about the people. I try to make them more about the concept, you know, of the of the talk. But in, in your mm-hmm. case, what has been your rough journey from where you started to national champion, and and from the sounds of your conversation, a, a, eventually a, a pro strong woman? Um, what what is your kind of your timeline and your progression through that? Well, I started working out period. Um, Around Thanksgiving 2011, we were going on a family vacation, so I just wanted to lose some weight because I was a little, a little fat there for a while. Um, so I lost 47 pounds in seven months, so right before vacation is when I hit that. But about April, um, my brother-in-law, who I train at his gym, my brother-in-law and my sister own Team BSS, um, he said, you know, you're, you're kind of strong. I think you might like to lift. Do you want to try it out? And I said, sure. So I started lifting and decided I liked it and said, hey, let's do one of those strongman things. We found a competition, um, my brother-in-law, myself, my sister, 
and there was another guy from the gym. We all went, did the competition, and I was hooked. So that was June 2012. Um, I did probably two or three competitions a year since then. Um, this past summer, I actually wasn't going to compete at all. Um, I worked a lot in the winter, and I didn't get to train as much as I had hoped. So I was nowhere near ready. But I got talked into doing our, our show um, at our at my home gym um, in June. I won that, and then Mr. Mike Johnson and Mr. Willie Wessels talked to me in two nationals, which was about a month later, and I won that. They they kind of knew that I was I was strong enough. I just needed to um, get my butt moving. Um, but um, since June, I've been training pretty much twice a day, three days a week. The other, let's see, Saturdays is always my event day, and then I'll do two cardio days. But I've just been lifting heavy and working working my butt off. Just trying to get stronger. I would very much in the future like to do a show with you where we really talk about your training structure and maybe how it's specifically tailored to being a female. Um, Okay. As as a rule, I tend to think that men and women are not particularly different in the world of strength, but I do find Mm -hmm. some interesting deviations between the sexes. I'd really like to have that talk in the future, but I'd also Mm -hmm. like to keep that a very separate talk um, talk uh-huh. more, you know, technical about training issues. But I do, I do think that would make a very uh, entertaining and enlightening show. You know, we've we've talked with some male national and world champion strongmen. It would be very interesting to put a, a kind of a side by side comparison to what you're mm-hmm. doing and how it's generated results for you, and then kind of compare and contrast. That would that would be a very interesting thing. But talking more about just the the, the the opportunities available to women and 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 the overall growth of the sport. What are your mm-hmm. perceptions on the reception of the fact that you are actually a strong woman, strong man? However, you you care to <laughs> you use the vernacular. You're a strong uh-huh. person. I guess we uh-huh. can roll back on on gender neutrals. <laughs> You're a really strong <laughs> yeah. person. Um, I always mm-hmm. thought that was ridiculous. They they tried to do that in the in the eighties, and then I, oh, uh, the, the running joke was that would make the metal hole in the middle of the street a person mm-hmm. hole cover. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it is ridiculous, but it's the natural evolution of that train of thought, and that, yeah. that ultimately is where the you know becomes a joke and stops being a thing. But it's, <laughs> but anyway, it's a completely separate subject. But it, it always tickles the back of my mind because I literally remember hearing people you know tr- you correcting your pronoun usage. Really, <laughs> right? You know. And then there was a com- a famous comedian uh, just died a few years ago. George Carlin made the joke even further, and he was a very funny guy. He was really a master of language, and he he said that mm-hmm. you know the, the hole in the middle of the street would be a person hole cover. And he said, and if you continue that to the absolute absurdity, he said that would then make a ladies' man a person's person. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and you know, at that point, you realize that the language has in fact yeah. failed you. It's it's not a lo- it's no longer effective. But uh, right. anyway, we were completely off point, but it's it is yeah, absolutely don't even know where we were. <laughs> but how are people you know responding to your role as a strong person? And for that matter, what is your role? Where are you? Are you actively promoting it? Are you just doing it? Where does the, does it need promotion? What where is the the mindset of women's strength sports? I I would say I'm doing it. Um, I. 
I don't know that I would really say that I'm promoting it, but I do post a lot of videos in hopes that women see them and feel inspired, maybe, um, that, you know, as long as they're working hard, one day they'll get to where they want to be or they'll be closer to where they want to be. And I'm a small person, I would say. And you don't have to be huge to be strong. Just because of your size, it doesn't mean that you can't do well in strongman. I'm 4'11". I can still do stones. I can still, you know, do farmers. The wheelbarrow is kind of hard because I only have like an inch clearance from the ground. So that one's kind of tough. But you don't have to be a big, huge person to do strongman. And you don't have to be a big, huge person to lift heavy. Anybody can lift heavy. You just got to put the work in. And I hope that women see that and it makes them want to do better for themselves. I would like to get into promoting a little bit. I would like to maybe do a, a women's show here sometime in the near future. But I, and I'm always open to any questions that anyone, anybody has, women, men, grandparents, <laughs> anybody. Um, and I'd always give my advice the best I could. Or I'd steer them to somebody that could answer that question better for them. Well, that's, <laughs> that in itself is something that Mike Johnson and I tried to do a little bit with kind of the question and answer thing we were doing on the old show. And I always mm-hmm. found it strange that there wasn't a better, I don't say network, but there seemed, strongman is, is, is interesting. Cause I'm, I'm my, historically, I started as a bodybuilder. I was a little bit of a prodigy in the team bodybuilding world. And then I moved into powerlifting, uh, almost as a, I was like, well, I'll, I'll do this while I gain some size and strength, you know. And then I really just never went back to bodybuilding. So I wound up being a kind mm-hmm. of a default powerlifter for 30 <laughs> years. But, but powerlifting was a very, very niche sport. But it had mm-hmm. a really tight network of people that, you know, communicated and, and, and there was a lot of transfer of ideas. And for some reason, I don't see that in Strongman. And I don't know if it's just because it's a different age, it's a different era, people get their information from Facebook and not from mm-hmm. people anymore. I don't know what is driving that, but I, I do find it strange that there's a, in an information era, there seems to be a glut of info, a lack of information. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, is, and, that, and that could just be my perception too, but I do feel that way. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways of training events. Um, I, I mean, Different body types do different events differently, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Same events Genetics differently. Are, absolutely. You know, longer legs people versus longer torso people. Absolutely. Right. So, it, too, it helps to, I guess, ask the right people for advice on different events. Um, I'm not going to ask a six foot six guy how to load a stone because it's just not going to help me at all. Uh, and I would watch people or women. My size, my body type, um, Rachel Pyron. I'll watch her videos. You know, Kale Beck's not gonna learn stones from Brian Shaw either. Um, <laughs> but, and a lot of people have different opinions on the different events. Um, one guy is gonna teach you to clean a keg totally different than another guy. So it's, it's almost like you ask the question and you might get 10 totally different answers and you have no idea which one to go with. And, and that's, that's a tough part of it, too. Yeah, that's definitely a problem in the Internet age is finding an appropriate filter for the information you're getting. That That mm-hmm. is a, a, very, a very pronounced problem. And not just in strongman. That's in everywhere. I, you know, I research 
you know, pharmacological and medical issues all the time, and just really a lack of parameters at times. You just get just gobs of unabated and oftentimes very unuseful information all all at once. So I, I do have a certain sympathy there. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. With the with the with the state of women's strongman, strong woman, with the state of state of strong man at large, um, mm-hmm. what it, do you think? Um, do you think it's headed in, in, in a specific direction? Is there um, what I'm looking for? Is one of the major things I try to do with this show is mm-hmm. leave the listener, no matter what the topic, I try to leave the listener with a, a couple of bullet points where they can go. That I'm going to do that. That's why I listened to this show. I'm going to take that piece of information and I'm going to roll it into what I'm doing. That that's going to be my take home nugget. That's going to be my my bullet point. And um. Mm-hmm. The nature of this show is considerably less, you know, training or nutritionally technical, and it's more mm-hmm. of a, an overview of the state of things. So my, my question to you kind of to, to make that bullet point is being essentially one of the, the top women in the world, you know, it literally is the position you're holding right now, um, kind mm-hmm. of in the pre-pro era, you're it. You're the national champion, um, mm-hmm. or, or at least one of them, I guess I should One of them, yeah. Bismarck the others, but, you, you know, you are the lightweight <laughs> women's champion. Uh, and at least one of the two major organizations. So, you're 25 percent of the of the, <laughs> the top women represent representally in the world. What is the mm-hmm. direction that things are going, and therefore, what direction should an up and coming athlete move themselves? What would be the the direction and the actions a, a, a person should take? To, to streamline their movement toward the top, to to efficiently get to where they need to be, and even to the next step, you know, to where you're going, more more than mm-hmm. even where you are. Um, I'd say the, you first, you just need to be strong. Um, work on your strength. Don't kill yourself on events because if you train the crap out of events, you're just gonna burn out. Um, you're gonna beat yourself up. Just stay strong. Just keep working on getting stronger. Go out and compete. You have to go out and compete. Take advantage of the opportunities that you have. Um, you know, it, it, Strongman's growing, and there's more opportunities. Now, there's more shows than there have ever been. There's two different federations. Pick one. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Do both if you want. But train train hard. Um, don't pick a show because there's an event you don't like. Um, you don't have to win every event to win a Strongman show. You can get second in every event and still win. So just because you don't have, you don't like one of them, don't not go because of that. Just get stronger. I don't know. Just always, always try to get stronger. Interesting. You, you know, I'll, I, I realize you've refrained twice. You know, it comes with a reframe to, to get stronger. And, and I, uh, no, no, no disrespect, but to me, that, that's kind of the obvious point is a strength sport is all about being strong and, 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 and physically you know, exceeding your previous. But you, you did say something that uh, I, I think you just kind of glossed over it when you said it, and I think it's something to come back to and kind of draw circles mm-hmm. around and put point arrows at. Um, and I you mentioned Kale Beck a few minutes ago. I did an interview recently with Kale Beck, and it's something mm-hmm. that he uh, really kind of hammered, and not in context to strong men per se, and certainly not in context to women's strong men, but just mm-hmm. to being a success in anything, and in the context we were talking, it was kind of the entrepreneurial side of strength sports. And that is what you said is participate. Go Mm -hmm. out and compete as often as you physically and financially can. Consistently get out there. 
people won't know who you are and you won't have a single opportunity if you're the strongest person right. in the world but you don't leave your garage. You right. have to be out there. You have to expose yourself to the public so that they can latch onto you, so that they can begin to care about what you're doing. And that's how a movement happens is it has to be in the public eye. So I, re I really think you were very right on that. I, I certainly agree with you on the side of you know, physically getting stronger, but mm -hmm. that's kind of the obvious. You need to, you right. need that to be a strong person, but the – the, the 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 success of an individual and and probably ultimately the success of a sport is about exposure. It's about being there and and doing it and kind of you know you move the sport forward by your own motion forward and vice right. versa. Uh, so I, I I definitely agree with you on that. I think that people kind of do this thing where they get reasonably good. They compete once or twice and they just hold their hand out. Where's my check? Where you know somebody should mm -hmm. be paying me now. And, and I don't see it that way at all. I, I personally don't see it that way at all. Um, and I, I think that most of these people, even the ones that I think, hey, that person might actually be a person that gets paid in the future, I still mm -hmm. think there, there are dozens of competitions and, and many years away from that point where they should be paid. Right. I, I don't, again, that's only an opinion, but it is the one I hold. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm certainly not against anyone getting paid. I, I think it's a wonderful idea. And I think that the infrastructure exists for that to happen. I think that you know, pro-strong women are a great idea, and I think they will ultimately exist and, and, and even make money. But uh, I, I think that it's only going to happen by people like yourself, you know, d doing it, make, making it mm -hmm. happen, as it were. Right. I mean, the sport can only grow as much as, like, if people don't go out and compete, it's not, the shows aren't going to grow, the sport's not going to grow. Sure. Uh, again, you know, falling back to CrossFit, it's not really my favorite subject. I don't really have a love of CrossFit, but... Mm -hmm. Again, the reason they're on TV is because there's legions of people doing it, right. and therefore legions of people interested in it that are willing to participate in the events. And, and even of the 1% that competes in the events, the other 99% is willing to watch the television to see mm -hmm. the other 1%. That, that's what yeah. needs to happen in, in Strongman. And, and I also think that's the perspective that needs to carry over to Strongman is, you know, Literally, 1% is the, the amount that's actually going to make a living from Strongman. And that mm -hmm. needs to be the reality. People need to understand that. Right. Um, and that's not a negative. That's a positive. No. That's mm -hmm. kind of the carrot on the stick. That's why you're trying so hard. Um, it shouldn't be like, oh, I'm not doing it. It's only, you know, only 1% success rate. I'm like, that's the success rate of everything. Like, right. <laughs> you know, how many people <laughs> pay the lottery every day? And, they, you know, it doesn't have a 1% success rate. You know, how, how many people buy stocks and... You know, is is that even a one percent? I don't know, but I suspect it's not much higher. Mm -hmm. I think people have a very skewed expectation, and I think at times that derails some of the potential good. It's interesting to speak to someone that's in the in the midst of it, though. That, that you're kind of it's kind of interesting to hear the perspective of somebody that's not sitting on a sideline like myself. Like I can point and go, "Oh, mm -hmm. that person's an idiot," and I can clearly <laughs> see that. It's a little it, it's a little different. I'm I'm guessing to see it you know, while you're in motion rather than somebody like myself sitting on the bench just kind of using mm -hmm. the magic finger and pointing about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to see it growing while you're competing. Um, I think my first couple shows, there were a handful of women, and now, now there's a show with 63 women. That's awesome. It, it is. It's still understated to what it could be, but it is, mm -hmm. it is fantastic 
the speed at which it's it's grown, and I hope it doesn't fizzle because of the violent growth. I mm-hmm. hope it it I hope it you know continues on an on an even curve. I genuinely think that uh, women's strength sports as a whole. Uh, are really just getting out of the blocks. I really do believe that. But now it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it will be a straight line to success. There could be some serious flags along the way. Contrary to what a lot of people on the internet and other places have said, I think the advent of two federations is actually going to be very good. Um, I agree. I, I am a big oh. fan of competition. And I'm also, uh, not just competition, but um, uh, vision, different visions. Uh, I, I kind of know Willie Wessels personally. I've interviewed him. Um, and and I, I know for a fact that his overall concept of what Strongman is and, and should be and what his version will be is a little different than the one he left. So I think that not only is it good to have competition, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to ha- be good to have different, quote, flavors. Yes, I, I genuinely I think that that will help things. Yeah, I'm and sure. Willie's really for the women. He, he has done a lot, a lot for women. Um, he's very supportive and he's always trying to give us more opportunities like the women's pro show and and things like that which which is awesome trying to think i don't think there was not to my knowledge um like all women's shows for nas i i do i don't believe there were um as many opportunities for the women like i said when i go ahead i'm not the historian on the subject but i i don't Outside of Jill Mills maybe doing a women's only show down in Texas, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if that was maybe. sanctioned, and that and was more than a few years back, um, I can't even think of a women's only show outside of the woman's, the world's strongest woman or whatever, you know, that show that Jill won. And I'm not mm-hmm. even sure that was a standalone women's only only show. I'm, I'm not even sure. Right. Of that. Um, I think that was at like the Europa, I, I believe. I think that was held at the Europa event, and I'm, I'm not sure of that. And that wasn't even you know, kind of federated. That was just, I think, just like the original World's Strongest Man. I think it was just kind of a, a thing they created. And I, and I do, again, I really hate to give credit to them, but I really do think that CrossFit is the, the ultimate driving force in all this. I do. I think they've done. The one good thing they've done is they've made it socially acceptable for women to enter the market. They've, women can now get into you know, touching and using barbells without being viewed right. as strange. And I think that simple thing has opened the floodgates to all these new avenues. And I think it will have trickle-down effects in places that people have never suspected. I think we'll, we'll see... You know, Olympic 100-meter records in the women's division, you know, explode simply because of women using barbells younger and, you know, and, and more in their in, in their life. And, too, they, um, in CrossFit, they used um, some of the strongman implements at the CrossFit game, which has helped a lot, too, um, I think, well, with strongman. And then more people strong, saw it. Use was, is a generous word. I thought bastardized yeah. might, might be a better description of what well, happened. Well, they were there. Right, the, the implements were there, and therefore there was exposure, so it probably wasn't mm-hmm. all bad, but the uh, vertebral articulation of some of those people trying to, to, to yeah. wrestle stones was not, not so good. Not, not the best <laughs> thing I have seen. That. You know, maybe there's, a, maybe there's going to be a backward compatible. Maybe you'll find CrossFit people coming to you to learn to properly use strength implements, strongman implements. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. We've had a couple that came to the gym, actually, um, and asked us how, to show them how to use them. Interesting. Well, that see, that mm-hmm. is good. Then there's once the once yeah. the water begins to flow both ways, then uh, then things change. Um, 
on. Not always yes. for the best, but usually. Um, so to to move from the general concept of women's strength, which I, I think you've you know, kind of give us some insights and some general, kind of giving us the general temperature and disposition of women's strong man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick mm-hmm. to strong man because I'm just that's what it's always. I like me. strong I'm, man that's better. The wording I'm going with. I don't think yeah. it has genitalia differences. No. We're just going with strong man. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So, All right. <laughs> we're, we're going with that. For, for my, it's my show. Okay, so it's strong man. But um, you've kind of given us the, the disposition and the growth, and so to, to just you know briefly before we sign off to focus on you, um, you you've got your national championship. Are you yes. pursuing the pro avenue? Or are you going to continue with the the, the the national level competition? Are you going to do something entirely um, different? Where, where where is where is Ashley going to be in a year and three years and five years? Um, that, that sort of thing. Where where are you headed? Well, um, I am going to compete in um, USS Nationals in Kentucky this year. And then after that, I'm going to the pro show. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to keep competing and um, just see where it takes me. Um, I do like the USS Federation um, a little bit better, I'd say. But I think I'm just going to stick with them and just see where it takes me. Just keep working at it. Well, I think that the bias is natural. People always like where they've been most successful. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's for no other reason than just because it was the, the one they chose. But I, people always have an affinity for the place they first showed their their, their success. So I certainly mm-hmm. understand the, the loyalty of it. Right. Um, do you have aspirations that, you know, to say a year from now, two years from now, you are a pro strength athlete. You've actually received some payment for your athletic endeavor, for your athletic acumen. Um, do you mm-hmm. see a particular avenue you're going? I mean, do you have aspirations of a gym, of, of coaching, of, you know, doing Jane Fonda-style strong woman <laughs> videos? Do you have a an ultimate goal with this, or is it just um, a ride you're taking and it and it's just – fun and you're going to see. Yeah, I mean, it's just a ride I'm on now and I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I would like to um, help women, train women, um, you know, give them my insight, I suppose. Um, and I would like to see the, the women's side of it grow. I would like to be a part of that if I can. Um, and I certainly think that there's a vast reservoir of potential out there, and I think that uh, mm-hmm. it is going to need some guidance. And I think, you know, as you mentioned, people like Willie Wessels and the, the USS Federation and Mike Johnston and all those people are, are doing that. But uh, I can't imagine that your help wouldn't be welcome and, and certainly useful. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, you know, I just got done saying it's not a gender issue, but particularly right. being a female, I think you might bring some, uh, you know, completely useful and valid and interesting perspectives and um mm-hmm. I, I think that would be I think that would be an absolutely laudable thing to do. I think that's a, a great idea. And uh, on that point I certainly wish you all the best and uh and I and I hope it comes to fruition because I think that like very much like Jill Mills does doing down there in Texas, I think that mm-hmm. a lot of these quote movements need a mover and uh I, mm-hmm. I don't see why it couldn't be you. Why it shouldn't be you. So we are probably coming I didn't look at my little clock there that I keep running, but we're probably coming <laughs> to about the forty, forty five minute mark. Let me see. Mm-hmm. See if I'm as smart as I think I am. I always am. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 
problem with being an evil genius. It just it's not even fun. <laughs> anyway, there's my little self promotion. So before we sign off, is there anything specific you want to say, need to say, people you need to thank? Um just generally the floor is yours. Is there anything we need to know? Um, I would like to thank uh, my sister and brother-in-law, Brittany and Sean Shoemaker, um, for getting me started in all of this. Um, they they were there from day one. Um, They're always encouraging me. Um, my family, they're always always there to cheer me on. And uh, um, actually, I want to thank Mike Johnson and Willie Wessels for making me do nationals. Um, <laughs> for the coercion? <laughs> yeah. Fist in my arm a little bit. Um. There's a story and probably even a show in that. See that, people? You can, no, have, all you can have all the potential in the world, but you can still you, you still you still need some outside motivation at times. That's, right. That's, uh, well, those are two good people, and you can't go wrong taking their advice. Either either one of them individually and certainly collectively, if they agree on something, you got to go along with it because it's got to be right. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, oh, these guys know what they're talking about. I should probably listen. Yeah, oh. yeah. Considering they're you know, they were there when the thing was invented. They, they, uh-huh. they were, yeah, they around a while. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of at the inception of the whole thing. I uh, mm-hmm. when I interviewed Willie, I came to find out we he and I had both competed in a contest um, at the literally at the dawn of NAS. We both competed at an event in uh, 2000. Okay. Up in Michigan, so that's that's how long we've we've all been doing this, unfortunately. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, with that. I think we're going to wind down. Um, again, I want to reiterate, I really, really would like to have you back um, okay. as soon as you are able to talk uh, about, specifically about women's training, and okay. uh, if there even is such a thing, if it's not just training, and again, it's gender neutral, mm-hmm. it's just strong person, or if uh-huh. there's things that you know women might need to do and tailor to make their training you know, kind of more Gender effective. I, I think that's a fascinating topic and concept for a show, but uh, uh-huh. it, it's not then yet. So I'll badger you into coming back and talking about that, and uh-huh. we'll wrap this show up for tonight. But uh, I really, really want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'm amazed that you know somebody as relatively insignificant in the big world of things as me, is getting national and world caliber talent to do this show. So I'm really, really grateful, thankful, and uh, generally surprised at that. And, well, um, thank you for having me. And and lastly, something that I, I always go out of my way to do, and it's probably getting a little corny at this point, but I'm going to continue to do it, and that is thank you for being you. Uh, so many people in the public just seems to take exceptional people for granted. There's they just they just look at them and gawk at them and I feel compelled to thank you. There's just not enough people that you're going out and doing something you know exceptional and reckless and and, and you know risking failure and risking things. And I'm just I really want to thank you for just for doing that for being exceptional. It, it, it is exceptional and I recognize it and I hope that I'm making my listeners recognize it. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. So until I, you come back and talk to us mm-hmm. about specific programming concepts for women's strength sports, we will sign off for now. I will put right. um, your contact information and possibly on the YouTube side some pictures and videos of mm-hmm. you in full strong man mode. <laughs> so for now, we're going to sign off. Mm-hmm. Bishavez from Evil Genius Sports Performance. 
and national champion strong woman, Ashley Lawrence. Thank you for listening to Sports Performance Radio. Thank you.